Genre. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King one, I don't know, captain at a time, question mark. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I was going to say hidden sword, but I'm Norman Mitchell. Oh, well, I'm doing the intro. It's true. Um, And today we're talking about Minute 69. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Which starts with um the bell uh, ringing or being struck by... A smooth criminal. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The bell ringing to assemble the men. And it ends with Mary uh, holding a sword. Presenting it. Well, I don't know. Would that be a dagger? Not to him it isn't. No, I know, but like a a people-sized dagger? Like a a slightly long one. Is it a short sword? I think in in The Hobbit, I think they're fairly explicit about Sting being dagger sized yeah because it's an elvish dagger yeah but it's fairly long even if it's fairly long for a dagger but probably not the size of a short sword Mm. they're small they're small sidearms more utility weapons than anything that a a man would use for battle yeah so it still has a nice scabbard right where did aragorn get this these swords because he's the one that gives them to him in the movie oh for at weathertop yeah, he gives them all swords at Weathertop. Yeah, that's... Oh, I forgot. Because if you look at this sword, Mary's has like a horse motif, I think. Uh, I We have to find a higher definition thing of the of Mary's sword. But it has a it has a more Roman style to it. It doesn't quite look the same as some of the other Rohan swords. I don't know if this is the same one that Mary's had uh, the, whole time. the whole time. Do you think the orcs took it when they looted the... Stuff. Oh, the orcs definitely would have taken it. Yeah. Yeah. So. So yeah, this probably is a sword he found in the armory at Rohan. He would have had to convince someone to give it to him. Because the um the pommel that's what the end is called, right? The pommel of yeah. the sword has. It, it does look like it has a horse head it on it. It looks like it has a horse motif on it. It's not yeah. as pronounced as Theoden's or Eowyn's sword, but. Well, they don't. Uh, Theoden and Eowyn's sword. The pommel isn't the horse. It's oh, the, the um, um the hilt. Yeah, it's the the the, the cross, cross guard. guard. Yeah. Yeah. Has the the two like kissing horse heads that form the heart. This doesn't really have a cross guard. It's just the hilt. And the no, this is more like um, so it like a gladius. A I guess it would be a knife. or a gladius. I don't know how you say how which way you say that. I have that. no idea. Honestly, off the top of my head, I don't know which way you say that. I'd have to to look it up. But yeah, because this looks more like a Roman sword. Mm. The the way that the handle is made, and the sort of uh, the the blade is as broad as the cross guard all the way down. Yeah, it's a little hard to tell exactly while it's in the scabbard, but. I, th- I feel like this sword doesn't actually have much of a point. It's kind of rounded off. Um, He draws it later, so we can... Yeah, we can we can double check. We can take a look at it. Because some of the Rohan uh, swords don't have very pronounced points. Mm. But yeah, th- this looks like it could be a sword out of the Rohan armory. I'm not... Uh, I At this point, in the commentary at least, they don't talk about that. From when I was, when I was listening to them. Yeah. It just doesn't come up. So, um, we've skipped all the way to the end. We have skipped all the way. <laughs> so, I actually really like the shot of the guy ringing the bell. Mm. I think it's, it's got a, a nice, uh, a really nice quality to it. 
the the high contrast lighting you can't really see this guy yeah he's just this nameless guy whose job it is to to muster the men mm-hmm. i don't know i re- i like the sun coming through over the hills in the background and everything it's yeah. a really nice shot Th- this area around where they built Edoras is just so pretty. Yes, it's gorgeous. Like the snow and the mountains and just, I don't know, the sweeping plains and stuff. Yeah, we get a good look at some different styles of Rohirrim armor here and there in this scene. Yes. We get a couple in this minute, but not too many. Lots of horses running around. I think they say there's about 40 guys on horses here. So, okay. Um, Remember how we were talking about Theodred's armor? Yeah. Uh, okay. It makes more sense seeing um, Theoden all armored up now because, because the f- his is also black and gold. Yeah. I think I'd it's forgotten. actually dark, dark green. I don't think it's black. Okay. But it looks, it's like weather-worn. Yeah. The the top piece, where the, the top of the Celtic knot on Theoden's armor almost looks like the head of an elephant, the way that it's like structured and the two, the two lines swoop down out. Yeah. Do you see what I'm talking about? Yeah, the the motif on his... Yeah, I wonder if it's supposed to be kind of evocative of like a horse head made out of a Celtic knot. Um, probably. But it kind of looks like the head of an elephant to me. It looks like it has tusks. Yeah, but they haven't seen an olifant. Yeah. Well, no, they haven't. But it just kind of looks yeah. like that to me. <laughs> yeah, it does. It looks kind of squiddy. It's interesting. I, I, really, I really like how Theoden's armor looks. But uh, I think that Amor, Amor's armor looks a little bit more uh, impressive as far as how it's put together. Mm. Theoden's armor is really pretty with all this gold accent work on it. Yeah. But you can tell it is worn. He's been wearing this. He's been wearing this armor for a long time. Right. Well, yeah, because he's, he's in he's, his 70s. Yeah, he's he's 70. He's, he, I think he's right about 70, right? We just did this. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> we We just did this. <laughs> Theoden's in his 70s. Um, around <laughs> 70. He's an old man. Yes. About 10, like 10 or 10, 10 or more years younger than, than Aragorn. Right. Aragorn is super he's, No, he's like, he's like, he's got to be about 15, 16 years younger than Aragorn because he remembers Theoden as a child. Right. So he's in his 70s. Yeah. Well, no, because Aragorn, Aragorn's 88. Right. And if he remembers... Theoden is like an eight-year-old. Uh, you're making me look this up again. I know. We keep forgetting. 71. So Aragorn was 17 when uh, when Theoden was born. So he was like 26 walking around. 26, 27 right. walking around in, in Rohan. He's in his 70s. Yeah. 70, just barely. He's got his toes in. You know what? As someone who is about to turn 30, like... Even, it doesn't matter how, like, how, how, I don't know. Like, he's in his 70s. He's crossed the threshold. That's fair. From 69. (laughs) Nice. My point still stands. Yeah. Aragorn is super nosy. Aragorn is super nosy. But at the same time, he's just got to feel like we've talked about this multiple times. What? Eowyn isn't allowed to see off her brother and her uncle. Oh, no. He just sees the sword and he's just like, I know what you're doing. Who cares? I mean, obviously. But, like... He doesn't give her a look of... His look doesn't say, like, disappointment or anything to me. It's more of an I know your game kind of look. Yeah, it's like, I know what you're up to. Yeah. And it's... 
I really like her dress. Oh, like the the velvety one that she's wearing in yeah, the scene. Yeah, with the brown velvet and the embro- the gold embroidery on the sleeves. Yeah. So pretty. <laughs> I we're we we're, we're rewatching it. I um Vigo does this really slight thing with his eyebrows and his his mouth after she she pulls the blanket down over the the sword. It's just this super quick look of like mild amusement. Yeah. <laughs> As he like shifts his vision from her back to his horse. Yeah, he's just like, "Well, okay. all right then." <laughs> it's super quick. I don't I didn't notice it when we watched through the minute the first I, time. I um I don't know that he yeah, like I don't know that he's disappointed. I think he's just like, "All right, well, if if this is what you want to do, yeah. I'm not going to I'm not going to raise the alarm or anything." It it's like it's this amu- it's this really quick amused look. Uh, well, don't say I didn't warn you. Just yeah. So okay, here we are. Um, this is this like the last? No, because Eowyn and Aragorn interact one more time, right? No. No, I think this is the last scene with them together. I think this is the is last. Is that time. right? Because pretty much as soon as they get to Dunharo, he he's off. Yeah, because he meets with Elrond, and then Eowyn's like, "Where is he going?" Yeah. Okay. I don't think they exchange another set of lines. So, is this um, taking into account the fact that they are they got rid of the um, because they love you thing from Two Towers? In this movie, do you think that this line that she says about the men have found their captain, they would follow you into battle even to death, is like her confession? To be like. Like, yeah, because we were talking off mic, like, just strike the men and, and like, say me. Like, I have found my captain. I have found my captain. I would follow you. I would follow you. you. Yeah. Even into death. Yeah. Because she kind of says the same thing, like, um, in Two Towers when she's they talking They follow about, you they because follow they you love because you. Because they love you, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is very similar. This, this line strikes me as that sort of, that cliche of when you're trying to get advice about a problem you don't want to tell people about. And you're like, well, my friend. Right, like the men. Yeah, this yeah. kind of strikes me as that same sort of deal, <laughs> especially especially in the delivery of it and the 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 look the like kind of the the look on her face. It's not super intense, but it's very focused. Yes, and it's there's a there's a certain kind of vulnerability in her facial expression. It's very sentimental. Right. I think it really works, and I think that's exactly what it's trying to get across, is that this is kind of the the confession that exists separate from the because-they-love-you thing. Yeah. Because Aragorn gives her a look, like... Okay. Like, he, um, he like, furrows his brow and, like, is, is contemplative about it before it cuts away. Um, so if you take, like, I don't know, I... We've talked, we talked so much about Aragorn and Eowyn already. This movie with the um, the dream, yeah. So if you strike because they love you from the record, like all together, yeah. The um, the sword fighting scene, the the cup scene, the cup scene, um, the the stew. Um, I'm trying to think of something else, which is adorable. Yeah. I still think that's so cute. Um, the cup, the dream, this, 
do you think that is like it's 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 more subtle yeah considerably and i think do you think that's a problem or like a good thing i mean i think that the because they love you is miranda otto's weakest scene in the trilogy Mm. uh in the two movies she's in so uh i i don't hate to lose that at all yeah I think that some of the sentiment of that scene is really good, but but it's echoed here. But it's echoed here and in a in a better way. Right. I think. Yeah. The men have found their captain because it's still vulnerable, but it's more um, it's much more subtle and it's much more withdrawn. Yeah. And i I think that I think that Miranda Otto is most convincing as Aowen. In the uh, in like in the moments where there's intense flashes of anger and moments where she's supposed to be really vulnerable Mm. is, I think, where her performance is most convincing. Yeah. So the like the intensity of the because they love you doesn't feel as earnest as a lot of other parts of her performance. And I think that hurts it. Because like in this scene alone, we have a bit of her anger where she's like she like covers her sword up. Yeah. Like, how, like, why did you do that? And then she's just, and then she's immediately like, oh, I have to explain myself now. Yeah, exactly. And I think it it, it really works. I think that those two pieces of Eowyn's characterization work really well together yeah. in moments like this. And I just kind of wish there were more of them. Well, because, like, it's consistently Aragorn that draws both of these reactions out of her. Yeah. Because the only other person that we've seen... The actually, who no one else, no one else has drawn the same kind of intense anger from Aowen because even with Wormtongue, the kind of anger that she has with him and their like scene a together, cold anger. yeah, is like a is a cold, still kind of vulnerable, withdrawn anger. Yeah. Whereas, like with Aragorn, she just feels free to let her emotions out. Yeah. Which I think is a like a really important piece of their relationship. Yeah, I agree. And it's a really cool piece of the their performances because. Vigo also feels, he feels like he's holding himself back all the time with Eowyn in his performance. Mm. Like he's always trying to keep a bit of a distance, which is why I really like the the dream scene. Because it's it's the point at which that shell for Aragorn cracks. Yeah. Where he is, where he is more intimate with her on a level that she has been trying to be intimate with him. Yeah. And I think it really, I think it really works after the entirety of the second movie. Because the his only real moment of vulnerability with Eowyn in Two Towers is the stew scene. Yeah. Where he's, like, self-conscious about his age. But he's opening up to her. I don't know that he's self-conscious about it. I think he's just... Well, well he doesn't yeah, want to answer her. Yeah, that's true. He's like, oh, I'm way too old for you. 60. 70? <laughs> you cannot be 80. <laughs> you cannot be 80. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I under... Like... Yeah, I understand what you mean as far as like the distance because he's just like, "Oh, you're you're really cute and I like you, but I'm way too old for you and also I'm still getting over my weird elf stuff." I wonder if Aaron was with like that with him for a while when she was, "Oh, you're cute, but" <laughs> Probably. He's just echoing some of that same behavior. He's like, I mean, yeah. Well, how do I sense. How do I be distant but not impolite? Uh, what did Arwen do? It's like, wait, no, we ended up, oh, dang it. Like, <laughs> damn, but this is all I know. <laughs> well, I feel like growing up among elves, like distant but not impolite is their MO. Unless your name is Elrond occasionally. 
Right. But like you think of elves like they're aloof. They're they're apart exactly. from they're apart from petty concerns. So I think that he he probably has that on lock. That's why he's uh that's why he has trouble interacting with all of these human beings. That's why he loves Legolas. He's just yeah. like, man, you, you get it. <laughs> Gimli is just Gimli is just the opposite side of Aragorn's personality. Like Legolas and Gimli both kind of embody different things that Aragorn is about. Because Aragorn clearly loves to be the center of attention in a fight in a certain kind of way. Uh-huh. He live he lives in a battle. That moment where he like blesses himself with his sword oh, and fellowship yes. of the ring. Yes. Aragorn loves this life. He's about it. Well, yeah. I mean, he's been what ranging for like yeah fifty he's, years. Right. He looks at every, he looks at Legolas and Gimli. And says, Let us hunt orc. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because he's in his element in the wild and yeah, you know, elbow deep in orc blood. The sort of a <laughs> this sort of not really not really lack of attachment, but this like arm's length relationship with people. But then also he can be just. A badass when he wants to be is just it's so good i love i love aragorn in in these movies because there's layers to his character more than more so than in the book yeah but yeah i i really like the relationship between aragorn and eowyn in these movies because i think it strikes a good balance in what it's trying to do that one scene accepted i think i've grown to appreciate it more over the course of these two movies with the exception of because they love you. Yeah. So that one scene. I think if the, we stroke, if we like striked, strike, stri- struck, struck, that's the word. <laughs> I said it earlier. Yes. <laughs> if we struck it from the record, I think it would have been, um, I think I would have, uh, I don't know. I think it would have been more palatable to me. Yeah. It's that it, it makes this narrative feel a little less cohesive because it's the, it's the one standout that seems to be from a different thought of what this story thread was going to be. Yeah. And I get that in a way it's going for like the desperation of the moment and they thought he was dead and all this other stuff. Yeah. But I, I just feel like the performance itself really sticks out. and in a, in a not good way. In a not good way. And some of it may also be contributed to by like her makeup and her hair isn't quite the same as it is in other places in the movie. Yeah. So it look, it has a different kind of look to it than she does in other places. So it, maybe it sticks out as out of character visually too. It's, it's interesting. Like there's a lot going on with that scene that just is different from other yeah. scenes with her. Cause I think I prefer a more like subtle Eowyn. Yeah. Like my, I mean, my favorite Aowen scene is the scene because, with Warren Tongue. Like, look, I mean, Theoden, Theoden is not subtle. No, Aomer is not subtle. No, because Aomer's first thing is I could right st- strike your head from your shoulders exactly. Were you? Were <laughs> you, were were you a, a bit taller. taller? Right. So I think it would make sense for Aowen to, um. Growing up as she did, like, without her parents, um, and, like, watching her uncle slowly decline. I feel like she she probably felt the need to, like, fill this, like, softer, more, less less uh, prone to anger or, or anything, really. Right. Like, this, this, this niche in, in the court and in her, like, family, I guess. 
Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. But what I like about, and, and that being said, the thing that I like about her interactions with Aragorn um, is that he is able to draw that anger that runs in their family, like, out of her. Yeah. He makes her be more true to herself. Yeah. So, like, the... the Because it, it... Without Aragorn's influence, she never would have rode off to battle in the disguise of a man. Right. I think she would have stayed behind. And I think I like a more subtle Eowyn. And I think the reason Eowyn and Faramir work so well is because they are... They come from similar um, backgrounds, I guess. Like... Right, like they neither of them, neither of them grew up with a whole family. Right, like having to fill that, or like having to make the best of a like a crappy situation, and having to fold themselves into what they think other people expect from them. Like you get the you get kind of the feeling, I think in some ways, not in relation to their father figure, like not in relation to Theoden, but that Aemir and Eowyn have kind of a similar relationship as Boromir and Faramir do. Yes. Where Faramir wants to prove himself in battle and, like, earn valor. He wants to do it to, like, prove himself to his to dad. his father. And, and there's probably a little to... bit about wanting to prove it to himself, too. Right. But Eowyn wants to prove it to because herself first. Yeah, because she's a woman. and um, Not to say that... I don't think women are looked down upon in Rohan, but, like, clearly there is some no, gender cl- imbalance in the... Yeah, like, in the dynamics in general, but clearly there's, uh, when, in the in their little sword fight scene, when Aragorn calls her a shield-maiden of, shield of Rohan, there's a lot of reverence in the way that Vigo says that. Yes. Yeah. So clearly there's this sort of, uh, there's this sort of position of respect. I think that... Eowyn and Faramir work so well together because they are both, um, they both bear the weight of what other people expect of them. Yeah. They understand each other's struggles really yeah, well. Yeah. And they're, it, Faramir wooing her in the book is so cute. I know. Oh my God. <laughs> we were robbed, Norman. I know. Robbed. We really were. We didn't get any David Wenham and Eowyn and, and Miranda Otto flirting and that's a crime. Right? How dare. How very dare. The Houses of Healing montage does not count. I'm sorry. No, it doesn't. Just the the barest hint. Yeah, yeah. No, Just, I'm into I'm into this sort of confession. That's not really a confession. Like they're dancing yeah. around it. Yeah. Now I I just want to see like an entire two hour and ten minute movie of Faramir wooing Eowyn, giving her tours of Minas Tirith Aww. and like Gondor and stuff. Yeah, but there's, there's a whole no, side story movie. There's just, like there's no just a movie on itself. Though. There's no conflict in that. Whatever, it's just cute. It's just <laughs> just fluff. I don't know that it would be a movie. I think it would be like a like a fifteen minute short film. That would be fine. Just stick it on that. Stick it on a DVD. Yeah, yeah. You see that? They're just like walking around the garden together, like talking about their family trauma. Like, <laughs> you know, we're both orphans now. <laughs> You're a double orphan. A double orphan. <laughs> Well, yeah, her her parents are dead, and then her adopted dad died. Oh, that's sad. Yep. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah, I think I um, it's like the Bormir thing. I think I like Eowyn now. I think literally it was just that one scene for me. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Bormir, 
Good to put that to rest. <laughs> Eowyn's arc is kind of made better by removing a scene, and Boromir's arc is made better by the stuff that we get added back in. Yes. Yeah. I think that's interesting. Yeah. It's it's just that one Eowyn thing. That, it's just that one scene that Which is not to Eowyn's say that arc. I want less of Miranda Otto, because I don't. Right. But I think if... I don't know. It's it's that one scene. Right. I, 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 I want more of this Miranda Otto. Yes. And not, not that, that one. one. Yes. Yes. Because if they had had, like, yeah, and like you were saying, like, it's the eve of battle, and they think they're all going to die, and it's just like, oh, it's now or never, but, like... And Aragorn is miraculously alive. Right, right, right. There's a lot of emotions happening, but I think it's the wrong kind of emotion. It's not the emotion that I want from her. I, I think there is a there is a a version of that scene that works. I just think it's not the takes that yes. they, they got. Yes, yeah. I definitely think there's a version of this scene that works. And it's not her declaratively shouting it for everyone to hear. I it's, think it's her whispering. It's like her whispering it, but Aragorn's still kind of hearing it and getting a reaction on his face while he's not looking at her. Yes. Because she doesn't know if he heard she like right. he heard her. And yes. Like, yes, that's it. Yes. And like and then because if she says, I would like the men have found their captain, they would follow you into battle, that's an echo of that. And he's just like, Oh, right. Like Oh, she's still she's still there. Yes. Exactly. Like oh that's the God. version of yes, that, that works. Yes, there it is. Which which I believe I think I talked about that when we talked about remember. that scene originally. It was just like I think that scene works better if she doesn't know he heard her. Yes. And we get to see Because it just kind of like falls out of her mouth and she's just like, "Oh no." Like, like she says it just louder than a whisper when he's like 10 feet away or so. Yeah. There's other people in the space. Aragorn only heard her because he's trained to pick up on well, subtle things from his ranging. Like from his, his, I don't have his... the 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 script in front of me, but I think like them having that same conversation is fine up to a point, and then he like thinks it's over, turns around to walk away, and she's just like because they love you. Yeah, like after a nice after a nice like long pause and a look on her face of like uncertainty. Yeah, and then just like because they love you, and just he stops for maybe half a step and then keeps going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. Like that's the version of the oh, scene that works my for God. me. <laughs> Yeah, there it is. That's, yeah, that's what I want. And I think that leads into, that leads into everything at the beginning of Return to the King of them better. Yes, because she's going into it, like, having acknowledged it to herself that she's falling for this guy. And, like, the cup scene, and Aragorn knows what's going on, but she doesn't know he knows what's going on. Right. Yeah. And it it's both, like, this kind of sensual exchange, but also kind of... An apology and maybe like she feels a little bit of shame over letting it out, but yeah. it's more subtle yeah, and yeah. not like over this big declaration. Exactly. Yeah. There's like, there's more layers to it. I think if it's a subtle moment. Yes. Yeah. That's yep. It's just, it, that's it. It just feels too big for the Eowyn we see everywhere else. Yes. Well, it's like the Faramir problem. Yeah. It is. It is kind of like the Faramir problem. Which I guess is why they work so well together. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I wish that we had spent, I kind of wish that there was more time spent with uh, Eowyn in general in these two movies. Yeah. Like, not even, it doesn't even have to be a whole lot. Like, even just 10 more minutes of stuff with her, with, with Eowyn and Mary, I think would give them both, like, uh, a bigger sense of what's going on in this movie. Mm -hmm. And also give Mary a more, like, defined character arc and stuff by just giving him a uh, like 10 more minutes of screen time in the movie yeah but this movie is already four hours long. i know i know 
there's probably other stuff you could trim in little places, but yeah, I just, I don't really know how you would give uh, Dominic Monaghan like 10 more minutes of yeah. screen time in this movie. It's hard. But, but I think that the the character of Mary gets a little short shafted by the narrative of the of the third film. Yeah. We do get that nice moment with him and Vigo. Right. But, but for the most part, Mary doesn't ever feel like he has a whole lot to do. Right. Well, we'll talk more about Mary tomorrow. Yeah. Um in the meantime, we're from duelinggenre.com. Check us out there. Check out our Facebook listener group if you haven't yet. Um we're also on Twitter. Um, we're not as active on Twitter, but you can follow us at um, LOTR Minute on Twitter if you prefer the Twitter. Um, I don't even know if Apple Podcast is still relevant, but if it is, um, throw us a review up there. I don't think it is, really, because there's so many like podcasting platforms now. Yeah, we're on Spotify. Like It was relevant like when Apple was like the only place to get your podcasts. Yeah, but now there's all kinds of them. Yeah, but you know we appreciate hearing from you guys. Um, send us an email, contact at lordofrangsminute.com. The link is in our, like, on the website under each of our little posts. So, I don't know, if you have something to say. Yeah, send us a message. Throw something up on Facebook. Throw something up on Twitter. We really appreciate hearing from you guys. We really appreciate you listening to us. Um, and we'll be back to finish out the week and talk more about Mary and his little sword. His little sword. His little sword. You think this is a child sword? <laughs> like when we were talking about Faramir? Yeah. And what Pippin's got? Yep. You think this is Eowyn's sword? No. When she was a child? Amorous, maybe. Oh. Oh, bless. Oh, bless. That's even better. Anyway. Bye. Bye. Bye.